recognized for some artistic endeavor, right? In the paper, that was pretty... I didn't know we had artists among us, so I'm very thankful for that. More artists we have, the better. Um, so I, I'm just always thankful that we have people who are standing out and doing good work. That, that's, a, that's a great thing. Anytime you do something for the glory of God, you are doing something that is good. Uh, and so I'm, I'm thankful for Susan and her, her abilities. Uh, I have... Um, I, early on in my marriage, had trouble um, doing manly type of things, uh, like fixing the toilet or um, working on the car parts. I'm still not great at it, but like, the, like this, I, my dad was really good at that stuff, and typically, and some of you know this, if you have a dad that's really good at that stuff, he just does it, and you're upstairs playing piano, and... Which doesn't really translate into, like, hey, could you change the oil? No, but I can transpose this song. That's not, that's not real good manly stuff. But every once in a while, I'd get a chance to um, get something done and be uh, productive. And we, it's because we went to Ikea and we bought a table. Or we bought a chair from Ikea. Has everyone, anyone ever been to Ikea as a couple? You won't make it out together. It's tough. That place is hard. Even worse is if you have if you try to um, if you try to put the stuff together together. <laughs> IKEA is a Swiss company, I believe, and their instructions are just stick figures doing things. That's it. They don't say put this piece that's labeled. Just has a guy with a stick and a board. It's like, see? Okay. There's not good instructions for Ikea. You just sort of have to watch the stick figures and do what they do and hope it turns out good in the end. And that doesn't work a lot. Every Ikea piece of furniture I've ever put together has a piece left over at the end. And right now is a good time to mention this. Um, it's a horrible time to mention this, but i got to mention it up front. Um, the life group thing is only halfway back on this side. Um, y'all are passing it like a dessert tray. It needs to be passed like an offering tray, just a lot faster. <laughs> it's going to get to this side before it's all over with. I'm going to watch it, and then the sermon's going to end when it gets to Johnny. So let's, let's pick it up a little quicker. But hopefully, hopefully you want to you want to get the you want to put the table together properly. You want to you want to put the chair together without extra pieces, so that when guests come over, they're not sitting down on it and, fa- and it falling apart. You don't want that happening. So you you watch. You have to watch the stick figures, and you have to do what they do, and hope to succeed. And I, I think sometimes. In our Christian walk, one of the things we struggle with is we don't feel good enough. We don't feel like we've accomplished it. And the, the tough part about all that is the answer is, yeah, you're right. But that's not the question God's asking. You're not going to look like Jesus all the time. And that's okay. That's normal. What's 
the proper way to look at this is the way Paul looked at it. And Paul was in a much more difficult place than we are. Uh, if, if you'll turn in your Bibles or look on the screen... Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason I kneel before the Father. Now, real quick, for this reason. The way Paul has been putting Ephesians together has been a... Uh, has just been one building one thing on top of another. So when he says for this reason, here in chapter 3, he's meaning all the things I've so, told you so far. Including what I just told you. And so far he's talking about the fact that when Jesus came, one of the surprising things he did was he saved not only the Jews as the Messiah, but he saved all the people. He saved all of the world. So the, the Jews thought that the Messiah was going to come and save Israel, but Jesus came and saved everybody. And Paul says this is the mystery of Christ, that, that, all have, that the two have been made one in Jesus. It's the surprise. Now, this, this is tough because when the two have become one, the Jews are going to be mad at you and Caesar's going to be mad at you. If your message was the Jews are the best and Jesus came to save just Israel, then everyone on, in Israel is going to be happy with you. And if your message is, you know, the Romans really have it figured out, everyone should follow Caesar, then the Romans are going to be happy with you. But if your message is, Jesus is the king and he has united two groups, the people who don't want to be united, which is a lot of people, are, go are going to be mad at those who are doing the unifying. And so Paul was in prison. It's really hard to receive a letter from somebody saying, I'm in prison for this thing I'm doing. You should do it too. You don't want to do that. And it's going to take a lot of effort to be a Christian. Now, for some of us, it doesn't really take a lot of effort to be a Christian. It's because you're not doing it right. If you are, if it's not a struggle to follow Jesus, you're not paying attention to Jesus. Because Jesus calls us to do things that we wouldn't typically do, to treat people kindly that we wouldn't treat kindly typically. Jesus calls us to a certain attitude, certain actions. His death, burial, and resurrection causes us to, causes us to live or calls us to live a certain way way and that way is about unification it's not about me being better than anybody else or you being better it's it's for us to humble ourselves and that is hard work in a kingdom that wants to celebrate you as an individual we've got we've got all sorts of magazines that talk just about self and us and me weekly Oprah, it's just about Oprah. She's on every cover. We want to celebrate ourselves. Hey, it's me. I love Oprah. For those of you who hate that I just said something bad about Oprah, for the rest of you who are fine with it, I stick with it. It's just ridiculous. She's on every cover. It was a big deal when she shared it. Oh, wow, look at you. 
I could go on, but we'll keep moving. We've got chairs to move in the classroom wing. Get the life group sheet moving. Come on. But for this reason, he's, the whole thing he's looking at is Jesus came and made life harder for Paul. And he's going to, and I'm calling you to, to let Jesus make life harder for you. And he made all of us that he united together, he's making life harder for all of us. It's more difficult to turn the other cheek than to seek revenge. It's more difficult to love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. It's more difficult to not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. It's really difficult to humble yourself. He said, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. But this, this starts with, can you go back to verse 16, Judy? This starts with us knowing that I can't do it on my own. This call is a prayer, or Paul's prayer is that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen us with his spirit so that we can have power in our inner beings. See, Christianity for the longest time has, in my head, for, the, for a long time was, let's look at Jesus and then I will repeat it. And I'll try to do that and I'll fail and then I'll get up and I'll get better at it and I'll keep doing it. And I'll keep failing and I'll keep trying and I'll keep have, I'll have shame all the time because I'm just never there. And while Christianity is about following the life of Jesus, following Jesus as king, we are not left to do this on our own. This is not a lonely endeavor. Paul prayed that God strengthen them with his spirit. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being. I, I pray that God gives you the power. That you don't have to summon this energy on your own. It was Paul believed that if he prayed that the Spirit would strengthen them, then the Spirit would strengthen them. Paul believed that. The Christian life is not about watching and repeating. It's about asking and receiving. We are called to regularly ask God to give us the strength to do the things we're called to do. 
We can't do it on our own. You can't do it on your own. Your spouse can't do it on your own. We are always going to fail each other. We're always going to fail our own little standards, and there's a good chance your standards are messed up to begin with. So Paul prayed for these people. He doesn't say, he doesn't say, listen, get your act together. I know it's going to be hard. Do it. Suck it up. Pull yourself, invent bootstraps, and then pull yourselves up by them. They had bootstraps back then. It's just a funnier sentence otherwise. He didn't, he wasn't saying, you guys need to toughen up and, and, and come on, just try harder. I pray that God strengthen you and give you power in your inner being by sending you his spirit. There are two types of Christians. There's more than that, but for this example, there's two. People on their deathbed are scared to death to die because they have no confidence in the fact that they've been saved. I don't want you to be that kind. When you, when you are looking at the last hours of your life, I want you to be able to say with confidence, I know I'm going to be with God because I know God has always been with me. I don't, I don't want you to worry. But as you live this Christian life, it's not just about your deathbed. You can say the exact same things about following Jesus. I know I'm going to follow Jesus today because God will be with me. And it just takes a simple prayer. That's what's beautiful about prayer is it is simple. All you have to do is say it in the mornings. Lord, I can't do this on my own today. I need your spirit. I need your strength. I need your power. Because look, look what it says in 17. I hope he does all this so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. See, I need his spirit just to have faith. To just to trust. I need God's strength to trust God. God's helping me trust. You can spin your wheels and try harder this week. Or you can start praying that God give you strength. It's just a simple prayer. Just, God, give me strength. When you do that, you're acknowledging a couple of things that are super important for your day. You're acknowledging that you need strength and that God can give it. That God's not some God just backed away and watching the world spin and seeing who messes up and who doesn't. Like some unnamed holiday mascots.
I took a bit. That joke was as slow as the life group sign-up sheet. Where is that, by the way? Oh, man. All right, so, in Romans 8, I'll tell you what we're going to do. If, you, if the life group sign-up sheet hasn't gotten to you, uh, we will spread those out and put them at the back for you. We'll get a table for you. Go to the back to sign up for the life groups um, by, uh, after services. We, we, we need God. We need God to strengthen us, and we need to ask God to strengthen us. You have to say it. Because God wants you to acknowledge that you need God to strengthen. God knows he can strengthen you, and God knows you need it. Just because you know they need it doesn't mean they know they need it. Husbands, does your wife ever come to you with a problem? Said, oh, my coworker. Oh, coworker X is awful. Every time I get to ask them to do this, they do that. Oh, if you're sitting next to your coworkers there. Yes, in church. <laughs> Co worker X is awful. Oh, they are constantly doing this or that. And then you, as husband, a light comes on. You're like, oh, I can solve this. I know what you should do. Well, next time, you should do. And while you're giving the advice, the face of your wife is not full of joy like you had expected it to be upon finding the solution to her problem. She wanted, she was asking for a solution, right? No, she does not want your solutions ever. Do not give her solutions. She wanted you to listen. She doesn't want you doing the algebra while she's telling you about our problem. She wanted you to just be like, oh, yeah, that's rough. And then you'll move on. She does not want a solution. But, men, has your wife ever come to you and said, I'm having a problem. I need your, I need your help solving it. The three times that's happened in your 20 years marriage, that's like, that's like a gift. Like, oh, I have so many solutions. And you've never wanted them, but here I am with them. Here I, I have all sorts of them. Which problem are you talking about? God, God has strength for you to use. God is dying for you to ask. Because that's how relationships work. When I need something from someone, I will ask for that. And it would be awful of me as a spouse or as a co-worker to just assume that they were going to give. We need to be in relationship with God. And that relationship means that I'm saying regularly, God, I need this from you. And then God 
give to. God will give freely. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. There's, the problem is we've been watching Jesus for too long thinking I need to mimic him and we're trying to do it on our own. And you can't do it. You were never asked to do it like that. Paul knew that the Christian life would be hard. So he prayed that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So that's my prayer for you this morning. And maybe you've never connected with Jesus. Maybe you've never like actually felt the presence of God in your life. This this call is not about saying, well, are you going to come down and finally get your life right? It's, are you going to come follow the one who can give you the strength to follow him? Are you going to do it? You're not just watching and repeating. Maybe it's time that you start asking and receiving. If you need anything this morning, please come forward while we stand and sing.